0: Welcome to the English Out Loud podcast, a podcast where you can listen to me speaking English and I will teach you how to speak more like myself. My name is Pat. I'm from Toronto, from Canada. I live in Mexico at the moment where I teach people. Although I teach people all over the world because I teach people online, I'm having fun here teaching many people from all over. Well, today, I've got a special guest on my wife. My wife, Estefania, is going to chat with me today. We're going to talk about all kinds of things. We're going to get into some of her experiences living in Toronto. You see, she came to Toronto for, for about a year to come and study English there and to work. And, well, to be with me, of course. We, uh, I'm a real Prince Charming. And I swept her off her feet, brought her to Canada. Or else you could say I stole her. Stole her from her family. And I brought her to Canada. And now she brought me back to Mexico. So she stole me right back. And now here I am in Mexico. However... We work together on quite a few things, including this, and I'm happy to have her on as a guest today. Hello, Estefania. Would you please tell my audience here?
1: Well, I'm this, a medical student, and I'm in the sixth year, so I'm more on my like practices now. I'm just like starting to talk more to people about the um, integrative ways they can be using or complementary medicine they could be using with their medical therapy alongside it it's mostly like when you're a doctor in these days is like what you want is to get people to know your name and know what you do Mm. um it's not like i have like a business that with like a mission and a vision or something like that like i'm my own business kind of thing yeah yeah, it's one of the cool parts of being a doctor that you can um, choose whatever you want to do after you graduate. You can like become a specialist and work at a hospital, or you can work like have your own clinic, and your own consult.
0: Mm-hmm. And when
1: you have your own consult, then you have to get yourself some notoriety.
0: We'll talk a little bit more about medicine and stuff like that later because of course there's a whole world of things to talk about with that but today we're here to talk about your English experiences. So, when you stepped away from your life in medicine and then into life in the big city of Toronto, Ontario. We were living in western Toronto and it was quite an experience. What did you think? You know, you arrived there, it was the middle of winter, it was something else.
1: Yeah, I remember when I arrived there, it was the first time I've ever seen snow, like, real snow. So it was, like, coming into winterland and Santa Claus. And, mm. like, you know when, yeah, in the Nightmare Before Christmas goes into um, Christmas, Christmasland.
0: Yeah.
1: That's how it felt.
0: So, nice.
1: I just wanted to that? start jumping everywhere and singing the, what's this, what's this, there's scholars everywhere, so.
0: It was, well, you arrived on Christmas Day, actually, you arrived December 25th, and that was something, because, yeah, you arrived right in the thick of it, right when winter was starting, so you didn't even get to enjoy a nice summer first, it just got straight to winter.
1: Well, I was getting straight to you.
0: Yeah, exactly. And the flights are cheaper on Christmas Day, so if you don't celebrate Christmas, um, which many people around the world don't celebrate Christmas, and you want to fly within North America, Christmas Day is a cheap day to fly. You can fly for less than usual. Keep that one in mind. Anyway, so... Um, you arrived, it was Christmas, what did you think of Christmas with a Canadian family? How was that? I mean, you know, my family personally, it comes from England, my whole mom's side of the family where we were celebrating Christmas that year. Um, everybody is of English descent, my grandparents are English, my uncles are English, we're all English. And so it was a typical English Christmas, you could say. What did you think?
1: Well, well, I expected to see all your family and um, your aunts and uncles and cousins. I noticed like a different, like a, how people had like a personal distance, like bigger than in any other like family reunion I've been.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
1: normally in Mexican uh, Christmases you're just pushing everyone around cuz like you know you're in like, a small house or playing with people or you're sitting all around the same the same table but in here it was like everyone was all around the house the the younger people were playing in one area the older people were just talking on one on one or I don't know, like, top four people involved in one com- in one conversation. So that was, I think, hard to go through because I was, I would walk in one place and there would be, like, one conversation and I would walk in a different place and there would be, like, a whole different uh, change of conversation. So it was, like, hard to... Um, also like changing the way people speak from one room to the other one because like the older people were like like they have a different way to speak than the younger people like it's I Mm -hmm. think it's easier for me to understand the younger people I guess because I I was um, raised looking at younger or watching younger people like people my age um, movies and stuff so I guess it's just easier to understand people my age
0: Mm hmm. No, absolutely. Like, I could see that. But in reference, though, to what you were saying, you know, I did notice that as well. The opposite in your family. Everybody, you guys are loud and you're loud because everybody's talking at the same time. I can't make heads or tails of it myself. I'll be trying to have a conversation with. You know, one person, and they're not interested in having a conversation with one person. People want to just all yell at each other. Everybody's yelling across the room and laughing and, ah, (laughs) every couple minutes, ah, look at this. And my family, we are like we are, we're a little quieter you could say exactly and here quieter.
1: you walk in the door and everyone's like hello patrick oh you're here now oh you were so late we're all waiting for you to start mm. like the pray or anything or whatever they're waiting for you for but like They say hi to you from, like, the other side of the room sometimes. Mm. And that never happens in Canada unless, like, you're the only expected person.
0: (laughs) You Well, I know that, yeah, with your family, you got to walk around and talk to everybody and give hugs and kisses to everybody. And, yeah, in Canada, you just, like, you go in and you just see the people that you like. And you just give a little wave and you say, hey, I'm here and that's it if people want to come and talk to you they'll come and talk to you um if people ha- are you know looking to, to to hang out with you they'll let you know but yeah here in mexico you even got to go to the people you don't like and give them a kiss <laughs> so you even got to go to i notice even if oh, i i don't like this cousin we had an argument over facebook but you know you got to go and give them a kiss because it's your family yeah in our in my family I mean, we do say hi to everyone, we're polite, but we don't go, we're not that uh, open with everyone. So, totally. Now, how about, we'll fast forward a little bit. So, yeah, you got there on Christmas, that was quite the experience. Let's fast forward a little bit to the middle of the winter, living in Canada. It was, of course, it was cold and there were some adjustments, but you said that you kind of liked it because it was like having an air conditioner everywhere you go. And then you said something. I remember you had some something funny about when you'd sit down in the bus beside people or something oh like that. What was, what's, so tell me about. Uh.
1: <laughs> so everyone in the winter in, in Toronto, we were, um, what, the winter coats <laughs> the big, this big like fluffy coats that like the fluffiest, the warmest I guess. so mm. um, like I had myself my mom got me um, a winter coat so myself I, for myself I had a nice fluffy like it was fluffy enough that whenever I sat down, like, it was, like, having a uh, caution. <laughs> so when you sit down in the bus, so you're waiting for the bus, and it's, like, super cold, like, well, you are you have your coat and your boots. Like, if you're well prepared for it, it's okay. But for me, like, I would have to wear three um, leggings, and it would still feel cold. So I would just, like, wait there with my um, hands in my pocket and... Like I, would pro- like, I would always have a hat, and my cheeks would be just feeling super cold. And then when the bus would fi- finally come down, um, you would get in, and it would, like, be all warm, mm-hmm. like, inside. And then you would sit in, like, in the middle of two people, and it would—it was— It would feel like sitting in, like, just a couch, you know? (laughs) Because the the people were usually really fluffy, too. Well, their coats.
0: Yeah, everybody's nice and fluffy. Yeah. Just keep fluffing each other up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: It's It's a nice, like, it's it's so nice, especially when you're holding, like, a coffee or something, because it's, like, you just feel warm. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it's a nice, like, climate change.
0: Toronto. Did it feel funny to you at all walking into a city that is so diverse? Like, when I first arrived in Monterey, I felt weird because it was like, everybody has the same color hair, same color eyes, and people are not very diverse in the way that they look. You There is some diversity, definitely. You do get... People of other ethnicities here but for the most part you don't see a lot of multiculturalism or diversity in terms of physical characteristics however in Canada or at least if you go to Toronto you get the whole world within the city you've got people coming from Africa people coming from East Asia Middle East Europe everywhere they are in that one city so how did that feel to you you know, being in such a diverse place?
1: Well, it wasn't too much of, like, a shock to me, I'd say, Uh, or, like, a culture shock, because you told me it was like that, so I anticipated that. So it wasn't that big of a shock for me, Um, like, a cultural shock. And also, like, yeah, like, in my school, there used to be, like, I would always have a German teacher from some other place, or a French teacher from some other place. I think it's more like, once you start knowing the people from other cultures, when you start getting that culture shock, then just seeing them all around.
0: Like, maybe making some friends really opened up your eyes to to what's going on around you there. It's not just, you know, uh, Japanese food or Brazilian steakhouse, but the people that are within there, that's where you can really find the, the gold, you could say.
1: Yeah, like, mm. in school, like there would be people from Korea, Taiwan, Brazil, Mexico, Peru, all over. So, you could notice how, like, for example, for me, it was easier to get uh, Brazilian friends because, like, the Latin, the Latin culture or it's similar. Well, yeah, like, there, we have a lot of cultural similarities. Mm-hmm. So it was easier, I think, to get to know them. Plus, they're always super friendly. Like, mm. it's like, Brazilians are like the friendliest people. And you can notice, like, it was so funny, because um, I don't remember if, if you, I don't, sorry, I don't know if you remember, when you, when we had a couple of Brazilian uh, friends living upstairs.
0: From, yeah, of
1: course. Yeah, Re, you, do you remember that we went in the bus one day and then like another couple of Brazilians got in and somehow they detected that they were both like, they were all Brazilians and then they started mm. yelling from one side of the bus to the I other I remember
0: one? hearing about that. Yeah, I don't think I saw it, but I remember, yeah. And and, and totally, yeah, they could just see each other and pick up on it. These guys are Brazilians.
1: Yeah, it's weird because they, those, like, I don't, I've never gone to Brazil, but I think Brazilians all look so different. Like, I don't, I don't know how they pick up their Brazilian, like, I think they, maybe they have, like, every Brazilian I met, like, has, like, a different... Whole, not, like they look totally different
0: you couldn't just put a face on somebody and say this person's Brazilian it's like pff, similar to Toronto you couldn't just put a face on someone and say this is a, a Torontonian yeah I think it's a really cool thing uh, about that it's a melting pot yeah. people all over the world there
1: yeah I think that's eventually gonna happen like it's even here like I've had, I've had friends that look totally like Japanese and they're Mexican, so so you can't like put exactly. I think that's really cool of the world now. That's something that's nice about globalization that you can just uh, start not um, with mm. the face of their habit habit.
0: Yeah, well, like with wherever they are. Like I met someone before who was Danish. And, but he was fairly dark-skinned, and when you think of somebody from Denmark, you think of a very, you know, light-skinned person, maybe blonde hair, something like that. That's how a lot of Danish people typically look. But this guy, his background was uh, Middle Eastern, but he himself was living in, or was raised in Denmark. He was born in Denmark, raised in Denmark, he spoke Danish. He had a Danish accent for his English. And, yeah, of course he's Danish. Like, that's, of course he is. Raised in the Danish culture. So, I totally, I get what you mean. It's not like it, you know, a hundred years ago, you could just point at someone and say, this person's from there. Nowadays, it's so mixed. People are from all over the place. Yeah, and it's
1: going to keep on going on. Like, no one's going to know where our kids are from.
0: Oh, yeah, no, not a chance. I was actually just talking with a student about this yesterday. He was telling me that to him, he's an Indian gentleman, and he was telling me that to him, n- people from Mexico look very similar to people from northern India. He said, like, you know, they look... He said that if he were to see someone from Mexico, if he didn't hear them speak, he would just assume that they were Indian because of just the facial features and stuff like that. And it's interesting, it's true. Like, people look like people. That's all there is to it. I mean, we're from all over the place, but people just look like people.
1: Yeah, I remember when I was um, living in Toronto, I would be mistaken by an Indian a lot. Like, people would think I'm Indian and before thinking I'm Mexican.
0: I guess though the thing is in Toronto you don't see very many Mexican people like I found more definitely there are more people from India than from Mexico yeah in Toronto I noticed I mean for Latinos you got lots of Colombians lots of Venezuelans a number of people I've met from Cuba but I haven't met too many people from Mexico why leave Mexico I mean I'm here in Mexico (laughs) I like it here well I I'm pretty happy I'll be honest, this is a beautiful place to live. We do just about actually got to wrap things up for today, but this is interesting, you know, learning about cultural experiences. We're going to have some more chats like this now and then because why not? You know, why not? This is a podcast. We're just talking, just having fun, enjoying ourselves. And um, we are good at it. So... Do you have any closing words that you'd like to say for today, Mrs. Bateman?
1: I just want to tell everyone to do some self-care today.
0: Do some self-care. Do you have any tips? Maybe people can stretch. Can they eat anything healthy? What can they do?
1: Drink some water.
0: Drink some water. Drink water. Why is drinking water good for you, doctor?
1: Because you are 70% water.
0: Seventy percent of our bodies are water. Wow, that is a lot of water. So, drink water. Keep on adding to it. it, Will I grow more if I drink water? No, because you lose
1: water all the time. Like you lose water, water just for the fact of existing.
0: So it's just flowing in and flowing out.
1: So you want to keep it flowing in.
0: Keep that water flowing in. And as I've mentioned in the past, cucumber water, cucumber water, treat yourself to some cucumber water today, full of electrolytes, full of, uh, things to lower your blood sugar. I'm not the doctor here. My wife is. So she hasn't corrected me on it. We're just going to say that that means I'm right. Have a wonderful day. That's that. Have a good one.